Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. It is time for us. We are The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. That is true. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did I catch you off guard? We're dropping this on May 15th. That's Mother's Day. I know. I know. You're still in derby hangover mode, aren't you? Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Next week, John Ashton appears as a single man. (laughs) You know what I found out? A a sentence not to say? What's that? (laughs) You're not my mother. Oh, that's a very that good one. That doesn't go over well at all. No, Not I can't imagine. So are you still in derby hangover mode? I still sweat bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mean literally. I meant figuratively, like you're still enjoying. All right. It's, <laughs> we'll just it's, stop it's, there. I got to tell you, after, a, after a, a week and a half of continuous partying, yes. it, it becomes a rather abrupt stop. It doesn't have to. You have bourbon in your kitchen. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you do have to wean yourself a little bit, but suddenly there's like nothing to do. There's nothing to look forward to. It's over. It's just now we live in some town in Kentucky now. <laughs> Period. Okay. Here's you know? here's the thing. You know the expression is five o'clock somewhere. I know full well there was no waiting until five o'clock on Derby Day, much less Derby Week. Yeah. That's kind of how you can wean yourself off. You can just pretend you're in a place where it's five o'clock, you know, in Australia, which would mean you could start drinking at 6 a.m. and put it in your coffee. If you don't start early, you can't drink all day. So, <laughs> See, that's there it. are goals to be had. You know, first Saturday in May, however, was was is the day of the Derby. And you know why yes. the first Saturday in May is the day of the Derby? I have not a clue. 
1875 was the first year for the Derby. And when they were trying to decide when to schedule it, they looked at the old Farmer's Almanac Uh to find the day, the Saturday in May, that had the least amount of rain. Oh. Historically speaking, it was the first Saturday in May. That is some very interesting information. It's, it's, I wonder if they've updated their thinking and, and continue to look to see if after 1875, if it's the same day. The last three derbies have been kind of wet, so we doubt it. <laughs> Not so much then. <laughs> We've got a great guest. We're going to keep you uh, guessing. He's coming up, though. Baseball player. Think R, maybe. We'll be right back. We are the approach shot. The golf season is rolling along and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting operator of the PGA Tour, has a gimme for new customers. Place any golf bet of at least $5 and get $100 in free bets, no matter what. You can bet a golfer to win, bet single round matchups, and so much more. As long as you throw down $5, you'll get $100 in free bets. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the PGA Tour action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Golf Contests. Draft your lineup of six golfers and compete for over $1 million in prizes each week. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code APPROACH. Place a golf bet of at least $5 and get $100 in free bets, no matter the outcome. That's promo code APPROACH at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting operator of the PGA Tour. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And thanks for hanging out. Uh, we are the Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Your middle name today is not nearly as slick, and you got to explain that one to me. Well, I don't think that that's going to require any explanation when we do the introduction for our guest today. Played in the major leagues for 13 years, including four years with the Cardinals and eight years with the Pirates. Andy, I've seen a bunch of people interview you, so I'm just going to start this the same way. Five gold gloves, three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. Also, a guy who could give Yogi Berra a run for his money when it comes to quotes. Yeah, those days. Never going to see those days again. Well, I don't know. I think Clever still stays with you. It's Andy Slick Van Slyke. Yes. There you go, John. There's your, not nearly as I got you. Yeah, well, I, I will have to admit I'm probably uh, uh, agreeing with that. It would be difficult. <laughs> and you and I have something in common. I want to get out of the way real quick. In gray, in, in gray hair. Yeah, that, that's one thing. In 1979, I took a job as the all night jock at WAKY Radio in Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. And used to hang out and go to Redbirds games. Yeah, we set and the watch you play. Set the record in 1983 for a million people. Yeah. yeah. Minor league record for attendance. We couldn't even do that in Pittsburgh when I first got there. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got there and everything changed, right? Everything changed. Yeah. Well, you well, know, they're not. It's they're just starting now. The, it's starting to change. You had a great. Now the river bats and they're not, they're not with the Cardinals. They're with the Cubs. I mean, they're with the Reds now. So with the Reds. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Only an hour yeah. down the road. It should be the Reds. It so, should be. Indeed. Yeah. But. Yeah. I did. You know, I, uh, when you hit 370, yeah, you like any time you're in. <laughs> I like Anchorage, Alaska, you know. I mean, if I yeah, yeah. It, when you get cold up there, yeah, it's not just your the the way you're hitting, right? No, it's no. But you know, Louisville was great. You know, it, 
and you're, you're at the doorstep of the big leagues and, you know, St. Louis only being four hours down the road. Sometimes it's, you know, feels like it's a million miles down the road, but it was a great town and I really enjoyed my uh, three months there. Yeah. I'm a little confused about your life here. So you know, let's start with a big question. I'm confused about Andy Van Slyke's life. I think most people will remember the eight years that you spent at Pittsburgh, partly because of your success there, partly because of the team, but you've pretty much kept St. Louis as your home. How does that jive? You know, here's the thing. Uh, when I first got to St. Louis, you know, I've been here about a year and a half and Whitey Herzog came up to me and said, you know, Slick, you ought to buy a home. You know, you're going to be here for a while. Well, there's an old saying in, in, in uh, baseball, as soon as you buy a home, you, you get traded. <laughs> okay. But what Whitey was trying to do is get all his young players to be established in the community. He thought that was really important. So uh, he went to me, went to a bunch of guys in the either condos or homes did that it was it wasn't until next spring i got traded and so <laughs> of course we, you did whose dog's barking by the way not mine we're very yeah, it's, it's, it's my it's my dog someone just came to my front door oh yeah yeah he's my like, dog's well he's a really small one i know that yes he is <laughs> but he's mean as hell <laughs> he was just cussing at him right before you got on too <laughs> well anyways um <clears throat> Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't know if I was ever going to be traded from Pittsburgh or if I had known I was going to be eight years in Pittsburgh, I, I definitely would have uh, definitely stayed there, probably. So you're you're a center fielder. Interestingly enough, OK, I'm going to go to one of your unbelievably funny quotes, maybe in my personal opinion, the funniest, which is they wanted me to play third base, base like Brooks. So I did play like Brooks, like Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. <laughs> That was that was uh, Whitey had an ingenious idea. He had four great outfielders, and so in spring training in 1983, he knew I could play the outfield. That really wasn't the issue. We had David Green, Lonnie Smith, William McGee, and George Hendrick. <laughs> so, you know, where's the room for any advanced spike? You can't, you know, you can't play. Uh, you can't play four guys in the outfield. So well, I guess you can't today. They do that sometimes. But <laughs> called the shift, right? Um, so he wanted me to learn how to play third base, and so it was an experiment. Well, funny thing is the day after I uh, the day after I got married, my wife graduated from college, and a week later we get married. And I, the next day, I had to fly back to Louisville from upstate New York. Didn't sleep for two days. I played third base, <laughs> and it's my buddy Rick Horton, who's still a personal friend of mine to today, is is in the fifth inning. And the game is tied now five to five, and he's given up five unearned runs because I made four errors <laughs> at third base. And so Jim Fergosi, the manager, comes out to the mound. And he and I got my back completely turned to the mound. And usually you see all the infielders gather around the mound. It's a big, you know, big powwow. Can I say powwow today? I'm gonna say it anyways. Yes, it's a big powwow going on. <laughs> And he calls me over. Hey, that's like, get over here. So all the infielders and Rick's there in the catcher. <clears throat> I finally get over there. And Jim Fergosi says, hey, Rick, you know why I'm taking you out of the game? And Rick goes, I have no idea. I've given him a five on him runs. He goes, because you can't keep the ball away from our third baseman. <laughs> <laughs> True story. There you go. 
that, that is, I told you I was a center fielder. <laughs> Do you know, I have to prove it? Single game when I was in AAA, I started at third. By the seventh inning, I was in center field. <laughs> <laughs> See, a very wise manager you had then. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in Pittsburgh, and you're playing center field, and you were a hell of a center fielder, my friend. I mean, right. you you don't need me to tell you that. No, I was. I, I did a. I did okay. <laughs> you did better than okay, but you're wandering around with Barry Bonds on one side and Bobby Bonilla on the other side. At any point, did that make you feel like, first of all, we're a really damn good outfield, but second yes. of all, like you're definitely the third best known outfielder in that group. Probably. But, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I knew Barry was a great defensive left fielder. And mm-hmm. he won six gold gloves in a row. So there's no doubt he was a great left fielder. I, I still think of all the things that Barry Bonds accomplished, I think his defense is the most underrated part. Of when, you, when, you, when you want to talk about Barry Bonds as a complete baseball player. But the nice thing was <clears throat> that I, my biggest fear wasn't, you know, whether I was the best player or not, or I had two superstars next to me. My biggest fear is that Bob Benia was such a bad outfit that he was going to collide at me and ruin my career. My career. <laughs> that was my possible. So I told Bob I said, Bobby, you line up right down the line and anything to, to, to your right, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that really, that, that keeps his area really small, doesn't it? Got, got a very small area to worry about. And think about your hitting, which you do anyways when you're in the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There you go. I'd be looking over there, you know, bases would be loaded and I I try to communicate, hey, you know, yeah, I'm moving a little bit and this guy hits the ball to the right field. And Bobby's over there working his They kick going, he's got his hands going, he's practicing playing, and I'm going, Hey Bobby, uh, we're on defense right now. <laughs> That's the days that you saw left-handed lineup against you. Those are days that really scared the hell out of you, didn't they? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I covered center and right, but Bobby Bobby was a great player and had a really good career. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing that was great about Bobby is that that you knew that you were always in the game when you had those two guys with you. You were never going to be in a position where you thought, well, it's, you know, it's two or three to nothing in the ninth inning. We stand no chance. No, you stood a, a good chance. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. I really benefited from, from those guys. I hit third. You know, Barry hit fourth and Bobby hit fifth. So, I mean, it, you know, who are you going to pitch to? Me first, probably. You know, mm-hmm. if you, so I got to see a lot of a lot of pitches that, you know, if I hadn't been surrounded by those guys, I probably never would have seen. Yeah, yeah. So have, having them come behind you made you a better hitter. Well, let me did. let me ask you a question: Who'd you rather pitch to, me or Barry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, I hear you. Oh, but. <laughs> And that's that's just the way it is, you know? and that's why you know great players like Barry make their teammates even better. They definitely do. We've got more with Andy Vance, like right here on the approach shot. So don't go away. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's getting to be summertime, and in summertime, it gets hot to play golf in the afternoon, so I like to have a very early tea time, but I don't wake up very well, especially without coffee. And I've got Tea Box Coffee now which is a, a coffee company for golfers, basically. They don't roast your beans until after you place an order, which keeps everything very, very fresh. They've got eight different roasts, so they cover all the tastes. Whether you want whole bean or ground, the choice is yours. You can get a light roast for like they call 8 a.m. tea time, a fairway all day, which is a French vanilla, and then they have some medium to more robust roasts like Country Club, which is a blend and all-in-one, which is Honduras. For all you non-caffeine drinkers, yes, they have the driving range decaf. You see, there's something for every and every time you buy from T-Box, you earn points, and those points can be redeemed for rewards like free coffee, discounts on exclusive merch, even some gift card giveaways to your favorite golf store. Right now, use the code WEEKEND20, and you will get 20% off your first order at T-Box Coffee. And then, if you sign up for a subscription after you try out T-Box, you can keep that 20% off discount, and the subscription can be changed, canceled at any time. You choose your coffee and the frequency in which you want it delivered. It's that simple. Use code WEEKEND20 to receive 20% off your entire first order. It is Tea Box Coffee, premium coffee for golfers. I love it when I ask you not to go away and you don't. Come on back here, stay with us, the approach shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Andy Van Slyke is our guest. The the Slyke Zone, man, that, that was that was cool. Who came up with that? Was that was that a uh, a fan thing that happened or i really don't know it's just uh you know I, when i first got to pittsburgh actually i played right field before we had bobby benia you know jim leland came to me in my first uh, i played maybe a month and he said uh, i'm making a hard decision here but i want you to play center field and we're gonna move barry over to left right and i said well i'm all for it but how's barry feel about it and jim says i don't care how he feels about it but we're, we're a better team Hmm. And then after that, center field just felt natural to me. And the interesting thing is, Barry probably we wouldn't have been a great defensive center fielder, but he was a great left fielder. Yeah. And he made himself a great left fielder. So not every right fielder and left fielder can play center field. Yeah. yeah and what's interesting about that is that he was a great left fielder and he was, and he wasn't, didn't he throw left handed, caught right handed? Left-handed. Yes, he did. So as a left fielder, that, that would seem to be contrary but he played the hell out of it well here's the thing you know any ball that was hit past the third baseman on the ground is normally a double but the way barry would sprint to the foul line going to his right his right-handed glove he would scoop that ball and he would rotate and the ball would be coming back to the infield as the runner is either touching first base or is on his way to second well as a base runner your instinct is you have to stop when that ball's coming into second base right he got rid of the ball, got to the ball quicker than anybody I've ever seen play left field. And not that his throws were always on online because they weren't, but you can't really tell that when you are running first to second. You make that wide turn and you see the ball in the air, you stop. So what has happens is that allows the pitcher to throw a ground ball and get a double play. And I can't tell you how many times I saw that happen. Next, next batter, ground ball, double play, we're out of the inning. So let me ask you something about your – career slash stats you had double digit home runs seven years out of your career but you had double digit steals for 11 years including stealing 34 twice and 31 time mm-hmm. your game was as complete as anybody that we've ever talked to 
You stole bases. You hit for power. You're a, a great defensive outfielder. Was there a part of your game that you took more pride in, or was it all just across the board? I would say base running. You know, today they they, they rate base runners. They didn't really do that. Um, but I had a scout come up to me. Um, I don't think I've ever told the story. This might be the first time I ever told the story. Okay, it's probably one of the proudest things that that uh, I ever felt as a major league player. And and you know, I just re- really don't like talking about myself. But I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways because I'm 60 and I'm an old player, so I'm going to do it. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> and we invited you to do that. That's right. He came out to me. He said, "I just want you to let you know that you've been rated the highest base runner the last five years in the big leagues." Wow, did not know that. Yeah. And also, he said, I want you also to know that as an as a, as a outfielder, you have stopped more th- runners at third base by coaches holding up their hands than any, uh, any out, outfielder in the last five years also. See, wow. that's the thing about the way statistics are now, that they weren't even when you played, which right. is now they take more of that stuff into account with war and war plus and things like that. Right. Think right. about how much more money you could make now. <laughs> <laughs> well, at one time I was the third side play, player in the big leagues, and and now there's ninety-eight percent of the players are making more money than I was. Yeah, hmm. so and just, just the economics of the game changed right when I got done playing. It's just, it's really, I think it's tremendous. You know, it, you got you got a you got a uh, a professional career that lasts very short. You only got 600 guys, 650 guys that can do it at once. Um, everybody wants to be on that field as little boys growing up. Yeah. They should be comp. You know, I mean, it, I, I I think I don't begrudge any player making as much money as he can. And totally I, agree. I, you know, it's just it's a short term thing. And but I tell you what, I wish I was born 30 years later. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you you went right right to the uh, well to minor league ball, but you went right from high school. You got drafted right out of high school, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. How much how much how how hard of a transition was that to to actually start playing with the big boys immediately? Well, you know, forty years ago when I got drafted, well, whatever it was, I didn't play a lot of baseball growing up in upstate New York. I would play maybe sixteen to eighteen high school games, maybe sixteen to eighteen summer league games, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I missed my first year of baseball because I broke my wrist. And then I only had basically two and a half, three years in the minor leagues of, of professional baseball hitting. So, you know, I, I think in, maybe in the last 40 years, I've had probably the least amount of at-bats as an amateur and as a, as a professional mm-hmm. to get to the big leagues. Because these kids today, you know, it doesn't matter if they're from Venezuela or Puerto Rico, it doesn't matter, Korea, they're playing 100 games a year as amateur. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why they're so polished when they get to the big leagues. Now you see 20-year-olds who can dominate at the big league level where that was such a rare case. You know, the LK lines, that didn't used to happen very often. Right. But it happens an awful lot today because yeah. of how much baseball they're playing. Yeah. So now you've gone, you've transitioned from the ball that's coming at you to the ball that's sitting on a tee. And we are told by some of your friends that you are quite an established golfer. I was. <laughs> was okay. Yeah, like 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 you two guys. There's a lot of was in our lives. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> it does happen that way, doesn't it? Yeah. 
so how often were you playing? How'd your game get? And then uh, how did it, how well, did it go in the other direction? I was about a 15 handicap and within five years, I was about a scratch golfer. Hmm. Wow. And how long ago was this? Oh, uh, well, I 90, I'd say I started playing golf in 1998, 97, 90, 97, 98. So I didn't play golf really up. I would fool around a little bit when I was a player, but you know, I, here's the thing. I, I wasn't going to play something unless I got good at it. And, you know, after I could see progress happening, if, if I didn't see any progress in, in, uh, in my golf game, I would have taken up tennis or something else. So mm-hmm. I just needed to be, still, still be active after, after I got, I needed that competitive thing. That's the thing that golf was so great about was it was the first time that I had to compete within myself yeah. and on somebody else to get better. Did you take any lessons or was it all self-taught? Uh, as I became a scratch golfer, right around, you know, one, two, handicap, scratch golfer, whatever, then I started taking lessons because, you know, here's the thing about being a scratch golfer. I can go out and shoot, you know, 68 or 69 one day, but next day I shoot 78. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the problem is the inconsistency of, of a, a scratch golfer versus the guys that are plus five, plus six handicaps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why, I mean, have, are you still playing and why has your game changed? Is it just age? Um, well, I've had in the last two years, I've had three surgeries. So that's mm. a lot to do with it. But I had my shoulder done. I've had my neck done and I've had my elbow done. I had my elbow done two weeks ago. So ah. right now swimming a golf club is probably not in the doctor's <laughs> Yeah. Right, right there behind, move. You know, mowing your lawn with a push mower. <laughs> I got guys outside right now doing it. I, I, every time I see them, and you look and you go, "Hey, I would, but I can't." No, no, no. My wife says, "No, you're not mowing the lawn anymore." I said, "Good idea." Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me argue. No, I don't want to argue. Here we go. Can your yeah. wife call my wife and say the same thing? <laughs> That's that's I figured that that's why they have teenagers. Well, so you never have to mow your lawn. I used to try to make my kids. You know, here's the thing. <clears throat> Growing up, I my dad made me mow the lawn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a push mower with no motor on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> okay. I get this beautiful five thousand dollar John Deere riding mower, and I can't get my sons to sit on it. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a generational spoiled bunch of kids, man. I spoiled kids, and I love every one of them. That's right. and, and they're all great athletes. They're all good kids. Of- I had four boys, and they're all they're all tremendous tremendous men. Fantastic. Well, that's what, that that it seems like you have the stuff figured out. That would be on the top of the important stuff list. Well. Well, the most important thing is I married a very wise woman and mm-hmm. she, made, you know, did a, excuse me, did a great job, mm-hmm. you know, raising my boys, mm-hmm. sacrificed myself for my career. So, you know, I thank God every day for That's fantastic, man. You know, love one, that. One, that's one the way thing. it should be. It, exactly. Exactly. How how disruptive to family life is a major league career, man? I think it all depends on your attitude. Okay. 
I really do. I think it's like any any man that has success in his career. You know, is he put does he put his job first, his family first? Uh, does his wife give him more rope? The more you know, the the. I mean, here's the thing. At least it used to be in our culture that you know, if you work hard, um, you put your years in, and you try to be successful at what you're doing. You better have a really good wife who has patience that you you're going to put the time in provide for your family. And my wife did that for me. Fantastic. She knew that, uh, you know, that in the off season, as much as she wanted me home, I was out training four or five hours a day mm-hmm. and getting ready for the next season. So, and here's the thing, there, there was a little bit of a chasm that took place after I got done playing because yeah. she thought, you know, you know, washing windows and cutting grass. And I was too young for that stuff yet. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what, what, why golf was such a, such a hook for me. Fantastic. You know, one thing I think I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to start memorizing some of those one-liners and quotes of Andy Vance like, so, so I can, I can imitate him next year's talk like a pirate day. What do you think? <laughs> think that works? I, I think maybe you should start with your wife first. For her <laughs> the appreciation Andy does, and then you can be a pirate. Okay, I got you. Hey, we've got uh, we've got a six pack of questions. It's a tradition around here, and okay. we're going to uh, ask them as soon as we come right back. Hang out. The approach us coming back with Andy Van Slyke in just a few minutes. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free, no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-613-7650. That's 800-613-7650. 800-613-7650. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And thanks for hanging. This is the approach shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Andy Vance Like has been our guest and still is. We have not scared him off yet. Even though he's not contractually obligated to stay, he's still here, which is really, really a testament to the man. Hey guys, come on, hurry up. Let's go. <laughs> Why are you even making that suggestion, John? <laughs> Six pack time, Neil. Go for it. All right, Andy, this is the section that usually makes people sweat a little bit, makes you feel a little uncomfortable. We love that part. It's where we uh, ask you a six-pack of questions. We expect you to give us the very first answer that comes to mind. No thinking about it. No, hmm, let me uh, let me come up Can with something clever. Are these the same six questions you pose to everybody, or are they different? No, hell no. They're different for everybody. 
Well, then I'm ready. There you go. <laughs> In case we see you doing that, hmm, let me think about it. You're going to hear this. Uh, you know what that means. That means uh, hustle it along here, buddy. That's not the deal we had. Uh, okay. right, right there. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and start. Good idea. <laughs> Question one. You brought a lot of energy and enthusiasm to the game and to the locker room. Who picked you up and cracked you up when you needed it? Don Swat, because he, his statements were so stupid that I had to laugh. <laughs> he, he had the dumbest. He had the dumbest opinions that I've ever heard. So I just had my head. <laughs> Sluggo, we love you. Sorry about this. <laughs> I'm just going to go right to question two and hope that you were kidding. Since you were a... Why am I... What do you mean am I kidding? Just a friend of the show. It's not true there, is it? Question two. Since you were a prolific defensive player, which excited you more, a game-winning hit or throwing somebody out at the plate? Oh, gosh. There's nothing more demoralizing than throwing somebody out at home plate, especially if it's the go-ahead run or the tying run. And not only that, you know what's even better? When they hit a ball at you and you throw the ball right through the cutoff guy and the guy catches it and you're standing at third base, I'm giggling. <laughs> <laughs> did you? If oh, you I, did something I, like that. I point, to, I point to the guy at second base and I would give him, I wag my finger, don't go if I sit that me. Go. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Question three. You are a terrific golfer or were. A terrific golfer. Tell us, tell us your most memorable putt in a tournament or your most memorable round. Uh, my most memorable round was before a tournament in North Carolina. I shot my lowest score, 64. Ooh. My most memorable shot was when I was playing with my buddies here in St. Louis on the second hole. They asked me if I was going for the green and two, and I said, yeah, and watch this. I'm going to hit it in the hole, and I did for a double eagle. You Whoa. called your shot? I hold my shot with a four on a par five, yes. Wow. Have you ever had an ace? I've had two. Two. And two albatross. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's just that's just gluttonous, man. Well that's fuck. That's fuck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little maybe a little talent, but it's fuck. He's just I, showing off. Old ones, but go ahead. Next question. <laughs> now he's controlling the six pack. Question four: Living or dead? Who would you like to have a beer and talk sports with? Jim Thorpe. Oh, that's pretty heady for a guy who just who just said all the things he just said. Well, Jim Why Thorpe was the most underrated great athlete in American history. That is true. That is true. Nobody knows Jim Thorpe, and the guy he was like he was he was like the first Jim Brown. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. Interesting, though, that he's not a baseball player or a basketball player. He's just an all-around athlete. Correct. Are but you a historian of that? It was part of the culture. He would he would probably would have picked one and be, became a professional. Yeah. It, you know, back then it wasn't a big part of our culture yet. So, and it didn't pay well. It did not. No. Question five. You're obviously shy. So tell us the most embarrassing thing that happened to you on the field during your playing days. Oh, gosh, that's easy. I, I slid into second base with, with a bladder full of urine. Mm. And, I, and, you know, at, at 60, I can understand maybe having a little leakage, but not in the first. 
so when you stood up, was it really obvious to everybody? I, I was hoping it was raining, but it was very, it was a very good day. <laughs> and there you go. Hopefully that's the first time you've shared that story. Uh, well, my teammates saw it, so. Did the grounds crew have to come out after that? And no, it, it wasn't okay. terrible, but you could tell. It was, it, okay. was, it was like when you spill coffee on your lap, put it that way. Yes. There you go. Somebody who finally got their uh, embarrassing moment up there with Steve Lyons dropping his pants <laughs> on first base. Yeah, close. <laughs> yeah. All right, and question six, and we ask this of everybody who comes on the show. Since we are the approach shot, Andy Vance, like in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? The Bible. Hmm. I try to live by the word, God, word of God. I fail often, but um, um, it's it's Jesus that drives me. So that's how I try to live my life. So that might be the best answer we've had. Representative of who he is. Love that. Well, I'd like to say you're off the hot seat, but it didn't even seem lukewarm to you. So no, you know, he was never, well he was never well positioned on it. No, not at all. I thought you were going to ask me some tough questions. <laughs> no, I never said that. I, I did say that they would be interesting questions, and your answers were really interesting. <laughs> Obviously, it was, it was the light six pack, not not a uh, it was yeah it was <laughs> IPA generic light. <laughs> it was like a summer beer, right? <laughs> All right, I got one question I have to ask you because it's just, I think it goes with your personality. Sometimes, you know, you hear people talk about the universe this and the universe that, but considering your sense of humor and considering the way you seem to, to hold life, the fact that you were traded to Pittsburgh on April 1st, 1st. and thought it was an <laughs> April Fool's joke I did. cracks me up. Yeah, I, I was totally date. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm out on the field. It's uh, getting ready for batting practice. I don't know. It's eight thirty, nine o'clock, and well, I don't know. Maybe earlier than that. I can't remember the time. And I'm getting ready. I'm stretching, and here comes the, uh, here comes the clubhouse guy. Hey, why do you want to see you in the clubhouse? Go to his office, okay? So I run in there, and I, and on the way, the, the trainer comes up to me, says, "Hey." Are you okay? I said, what do you mean? He goes, does everything feel okay? Are you you're not, you don't have any injuries to you yet? I'm thinking, okay. They just called me off the field. The trainer who's never talked to me, the whole spring training's concerned about my body. What the heck's going on? So I walk in to sit down. Whitey sits, sits me and he goes, hey, Slick, I got some good news and bad news. We traded you. Bad news is it's to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, okay, Whitey, thanks. I won't give the game. He goes, no, I traded you. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take before you were like, he's serious? Uh, after he said, no, I really, I traded you. Mm. <laughs> you talk about going from the penthouse to the outhouse. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you show up in Pittsburgh, though, with pomp and circumstance, and you are now the man, right? I mean, I loved it. You know, the, it's, it's, I take a lot of pride, you know, helping restore baseball in Pittsburgh, you know. Yeah. I, I came from a uh, from a town and an organization just came off of winning World Series. We went to the World Series in '85. We lost to the Royals, obviously in Game Seven, but we were drawing three and you know three million, three point three million people in a small town like St. Louis. You go to Pittsburgh, you can't even draw a million. Yeah. But by the time we were winning championships, we were we were well over two million people in Pittsburgh. So you know, I, I had something to do with that. So that's pretty good. 
it is. is you know, that's one thing I, I, I spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh. I, I worked full time in Wheeling, West Virginia and part time in Pittsburgh. And the trip um, just before you get to the city, when you're coming in from the west yes. and you go through that tunnel yes. and you come out and, and, um, and, you know, west of that tunnel, it's all trees and, and country. And you come out of that tunnel and bang, there bang. are the three rivers in the city of Pittsburgh right in front of you. you. Know, I, earlier, guys, I mentioned that I, I wasn't envious of any of the players making money today. But what I am envious of are those Pittsburgh Pirates who get to play in that field. That is yeah. by far the best field in all Major League Baseball. Mm. It is it, – I mean, you talk about a quaint – I mean, when you sit behind home plate and you look out during the night and that city seems like you can reach out and touch it. It, it is yeah. the best. I'll be honest, I think in all baseball. Yeah. It's, I always thought they should open up all of the sports shows with, you know, football, baseball, whatever you're playing in Pittsburgh. Open the show with that shot. It's, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's so dramatic. And if any, anybody listening who who, uh, who can tolerate watching the Pirates for nine innings, it'll be <laughs> just to see that stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like they might have uh, the, the beginnings of – finally coming around they're they're, they're well, off to a decent had, start they've had a lot of beginnings the problem is they never want to finish it to the end that's yeah. that's been the problem yeah and and one more thing before we let you go here i know that you played under jim leland and then he hired you to, to be first base coach in detroit did you love his him as much as everybody who seemed to play for him did i think i loved him more than i could express he he did everything for me in my career as a baseball player um you know, I came from a great manager, Whitey Herzog, and mm-hmm. uh, I played for another, I think, Hall of Fame manager, Jim Leland. So I've been very blessed to play for maybe the two of the top five managers in the last 50 years in all baseball. Yeah, I agree. So when, when you recuperate completely from the surgeries, you're going to get back out on the golf course? Um, if, if my body says, yeah, absolutely. But the only cool. problem, is if I went out now and shot in the 80s, I'd probably – break every one of my clubs and quit. <laughs> no, well, you know, no I, I'm not, I'm not like I was, you know, 25 years ago when it comes to golf, I was obsessed and, and uh, I really cared about the number I was putting up. You know, for me, it's probably more of a social thing now and that's okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. We have, we, we interviewed a group of guys uh, who have a company called whole hecklers. And what they do is you, you have a charity event and they come out and they heckle you on a par three just to get you to put more money in the jar. And if you put money in the jar, they stop heckling you. Sounds to me like until you get your game back, you know, that could be something you'd be great at. <laughs> what, put money in the jar or heckling? Heckling. <laughs> I'm not very good at putting money in the jar. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> At least that's what my preacher tells me. Ten <laughs> percent, Andy. Come on. No, it's actually a hundred percent. As long as he's got, got your heart, he'll get what he needs. Uh, yeah, definitely. There you does. go. Definitely does. Man, it's been it's been fantastic, man. Okay, Great I spent my time with you guys. Okay, just like one minute left. I have a question I would love to ask, and I've I've since especially that you you so said how how really few. Hold on. This is an eight pack. <laughs> it's an eight pack. Okay. How few amateur games you play. I don't understand how people can see a 90 plus mile an hour fastball. How does that happen, man? Um, I don't know. How does, how does Michael Jordan dunk from the foul line? It's just, 
it just you, happens. Either you have it or you don't. It can't be taught. It's a, it's a gift. We all have different gifts, that, you know, mm-hmm. that have been, been bestowed upon us. Um, for some, it's their minds. Obviously not me. Some it's their body. <laughs> and, you know, others, it's, uh, you know, they, they know how to put it, the right stitch and, and, and save someone's life in an operating yeah. room. So we yeah. all have different gifts. And, and for the guys at that level, they have the gift of fast twitch muscles and good eyesight. You can't have bad eyesight and play baseball, I can tell you that. And that's why Andy Vance like is is the baseball hero that he has been and I've been behind a microphone my entire life. So there you go. All right, guys. Please play it well. Andy, great to meet you, sir, and thanks for great spending time with us here on the approach. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. What are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. Andy Vance like, look him up, look up a piece of work and you've got Andy's picture. Um, one of the other great quotes that he had was, Last year, we had so many people coming in and out of our team that they didn't bother to sew their names on the back of the uniforms. They just put them there with Velcro. (laughs) I guess that was probably with, I don't know, the Orioles the last year that he played or some team that had a lot of turnover. I expected him to be funny. I did not expect him to be that funny. And honestly, he so ace the six pack that it makes me want to ask harder questions for, for him. Probably it would have worked, but I, I always think that when I see, cause some of the teams looks like they, they put the name on a piece of fabric and just mm-hmm. attach the fabric to the back of the uniform. And I'm, I'm always thinking it's gotta be Velcro. Well, you know, if you're number 83 or number 94, chances are good that that's done with Velcro and whatever it said today, it will not be saying at the end of this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, there is a question, however, that, and you're a big baseball fan, and, and yeah. maybe it's something that you can think about uh, for a while, cogitate on. And the next time we have a very successful outfielder, maybe we can ask him because, right. you know, I'm a Red Sox fan, right? Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed and, and is, is kind of different about the Red Sox is over the space of, I think, 50 years, they had three 
left fielders, Ted Williams, Carl Yaskremski, and Jim Rice. Wow, good point. And they all stayed there for, for 10, the entire 15 years. Yes. We'll never see that again. Probably not. No. I think it's possible you'll see teams who sign a long-term deal. Like, uh, you know, I'm a Twins fan. They signed Byron Buxton, who is potentially the most exciting player in baseball, but he just gets hurt a lot. Uh, he's off to a phenomenal start this year. And he signed a seven-year extension. And he's been with the team for two or three, maybe four years already. So it's possible he'll be in Minnesota for 11 years. And you do see guys now that sign these long-term deals, but chances are after like seven or eight years, they start to opt out. They start to look to go someplace else. So it would be interesting to see if any other team has had a position that was held down by that few people over that long period of time. Well, we will research that further and uh, delve into it. It'll be our It'll be our challenge, our mission here on the approach shot. Maybe you're not a scratch golfer like Andy Vance like used to be, but it doesn't yeah. matter because nope. it's a fun game no matter what degree to which you play it. Just keep in mind, however, that the same people invented golf and called it a game then invented bagpipes and called it music. Remember, life is a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.